Hi, everybody. This is Rachel and Jenna with the Friendly Local Game Pod. We're here to talk to you about board games that we've been playing, games that we're excited about, and all other kinds of nerdy things that we're up to. Hey, Jenna, how's it going? It is good. It is unnecessarily hot today. I it was really is. digging the fall weather, and now it's like 90. So yeah. great. Thanks, Mother Nature. Awesome. Yeah. Feeling ya. It's 90, and it feels like a sauna. Yeah, it's just <laughs> so gross. Bad. We're hiding in a basement right now where it's nice and cool, and I'm yeah. not sad about it. Yep. My hair is like 10 times frizzier than normal, so <laughs> yeah. that's fun. I just keep saying at least it's not a school day, because it would be so much worse if it was Oof, a school day. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I forget how hot your classroom yeah, gets. Yeah. Real bad. Well, what have you been playing? So I just recently got a Kickstarter delivery, which is always cause for celebration. Oh, exciting. Yeah. But doubly so now since shipping stuff is always a challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Completely up in there. Yes. Um, <laughs> but this is one that I talked about a while ago that I was very excited about. This is Sanctuary, the Keeper's Era. This is put out by Tabula Games, the same company that put out Volfirian. We did not back the Volfirian expansion that came out. For us, Volfirian stands pretty good on its own, and so we didn't back it. But when this one came out, I was very intrigued. Because here's the thing. I want to enjoy magic. I want to enjoy things like Keyforge. I like deck builders, hand managers. I like that kind of stuff. Yep. I just... There's a lot of things that for me are that that kind of gatekeep me out of magic, and then I don't really want to dig into it. Yep. Keyforge is kind of in that same group for me. I I didn't like that the the decks might not be super balanced. I know they had some things in with that 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 could help, but I just sure. I don't know, just was not my thing. But this one really struck my interest. One, the art is really cool. I do really kind of like the art that Volfirian and Tabula Games kind of puts together. Mythsea yep. is theirs yep. as well. But this one is really best for two players, so it's a, a dual game, with a very set limit. You get to go through your deck one time, once, and that's it. Wow. And so, and in that time, if you get if you get to the end, so you have these four sanctuaries that you are trying to protect, and you are trying to take out your opponent's sanctuaries, and each sanctuary has a decay, and the decay means that once it gets rid of the decay that it has and it goes down every turn, you lose a decay, it's going to power up and it's going to give you something that you get to do or can do now that your your sanctuary is up and running. Your opponent is trying to attack and take out your sanctuaries. You have two lines, two battle lines. You have an attack line and a defense line. The attack line only attacks the defense and vice versa, which gets a little confusing because normally you would think your card would attack the front card of the person across from you. So it's it's a little bit of a weird thing to think about. But once you get past that, it's very clean. Okay. The iconography is done very well. And each specific – so there's six different keepers you can play. And from those keepers – they each kind of have their own strategy. So Jordan played a deck where he relied a lot on destroying his own guys mm, to do damage. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he was able to take me out, uh, actually, and w- using that. Whereas mine was very much about moving my creatures and more strategic defense. And I think had I – I didn't really go for the kill when I maybe should have because I wanted to see how things played out. And yeah. that really – 
kind of messed me up. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but he did. He he had a good strategy and his worked really well. And I think I could have countered it, but I ran out of cards. And so once you run oh, out of cards, okay. yep. at the beginning of your turn, if you can't draw, if you, if you have no cards in your discard pile, you have to disc, you have to destroy a sanctuary. So you have okay. to like get rid of one, like not just do damage on it, destroy it. So it totally takes it out. And I, I really like, to me, it has the feeling of unmatched without the grid movement and mm-hmm. i like that it's mm-hmm. just you're you're battling creatures in front of you it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of what i think deck of wonders is going to kind of be too the one that we yeah. covered yeah just that kind of battle i was gonna say that sounds like yes deck of whereas wonders. deck of wonders is a solo game this one is definitely a dual game and it has some of the same kind of mechanisms but so we got the fancy version uh, so I, I like it because it comes with player mats which has all the the stuff that you put out and there's like the two factions like there's two sets of three keepers and you can play the same keeper set against each other like you can play any combination but there's like the keepers of dawn keepers of dusk and so you kind of can pick your mat based on that too and the artwork is the artwork is really cool it's i think the player mats maybe could have been cooler, but they're not bad. Right. Um, no, no, not at all. And I like the box has room for them. And it's a cool magnetic yeah, box. It and- is a cool box. <laughs> it yeah. has a little drawer in it. It's, I like it. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. cool. So yeah. I really enjoy this game. I think Jordan was probably neutral on it, but I kind of knew this wasn't going to be his kind of game. Yeah. Um, but I think I can get others to play this game with me. And I just like that it's a war game that's going to be very short. Yes. Without the grid and area control. I'm and excited. I, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed this one. I so want to play this one. That is Sanctuary of the Keepers era put out by Leonardo Romano and those at Tabula Games. And, you know, I'm seeing, and maybe it's just because some have been brought to my attention, but I'm seeing a lot more of these deck games, card games, deck builders that are not collectible card games mm-hmm. or trading card games, meaning you're not constantly purchasing more packs to add to your collection so that you're able to play with the latest versions. Mm-hmm. And it, it very much becomes sort of this pay to play thing. Yes, you I know? hate, I don't want to do that. No, no, <laughs> I don't either. Because like we've said before, nothing against magic as a game, but I only have a certain amount of money and time to play games. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you play magic, that takes a big chunk of that. Yes. And uh, of your resources. And so I'm seeing a lot more of these games that are not collectible or tradable. And God's Forge is one that's mm-hmm. become really popular. And a lot of the customers that we've had that have been magic players, I see see experiencing some burnout now there's always new magic players there's mm-hmm. always people getting yes. into the game magic's not going anywhere anytime no, oh my gosh, soon no. that's wizards- why i don't feel bad not supporting <laughs> yeah. it because it's not going anywhere <laughs> wizards of the coast will be rolling in dough for a long time yes. but but i think there's some fatigue for some of the older players and i am seeing people turn in their collections and purchasing games like this or god's forge or well, other and things i think people are smart to design games like this because i love deck builders and i love hand management games but i don't have the time or the energy to do the work to build the deck myself. What I want to do is maximize what's given to me. Yes. I want to make the best out of what I have and what I can purchase within the game. I agree. Yep. And that's that's where magic loses for me, I think. And Keyforge is a little better because that's that definitely is what Keyforge is. But 
Keyforge, that's the deck that you're going to have all the time. You know, and you have to buy yes. more decks. I don't want to yes. buy more no. decks. <laughs> Which is, is interesting. That's actually something I was going to talk about in another um, episode, but we can talk about it now. Keyforge is relaunching. Is Are they? Mm-hmm. Mm. So that'll be very interesting to see. I need to read more about why they're relaunching yeah. and what the difference will be because I enjoy Keyforge, but again, yeah, I'm not going to be a tournament Keyforge player no. because I like to buy a deck, play with my friends, yeah, do a little amongst friends tournament right. style, right. you know, but realize that I might have a terrible deck. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Um, it, that it's not really about winning. It's just, you know, the experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah doing the best yep. with, what was given to you. But yeah, if you want to keep playing Keyforge, you have to keep purchasing their yes. newest version, which fine, like I get it. That's a business model. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. But I do like these sort of insulated systems mm-hmm. where I, agree. I think that's why like, oh, I'm I'm not going to remember the name. Archmage. Yeah. I like Archmage very because limited. everybody has the same deck. Yeah. You are literally pulling yeah. from the same exact resources. It's how you choose to maximize. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What strategy mm-hmm. you use. And I love it. So. And I'm even okay with, you know, Clank as a deck builder has a vast number of expansions and things, but you are choosing to add to that. And I wouldn't have to. If all we did was play base Clank or base Clank in space for the rest of my life, I would still be satisfied. Absolutely. You know, I don't need the expansions. No, no. The expansions just... And again, like if, if in magic were you can add expansions, but you don't need mm-hmm. to, um, I mean, it'd be a very different game, but I think that I would understand it better, yeah. you know, yeah. but I, I can't just like, especially if you play standard, which is where you only play with the five newest releases, mm-hmm. then you're constantly buying uh, and you have new to stuff. constantly yeah. reconfigure your deck. And yeah, I just, man, I don't have the time for that. <laughs> <laughs> and as a game store owner who relies on yeah, I know. magic card I know. purchases, I, again, I don't have a problem with people that love to play no, it. It's, it's just, just not, not for me. Yeah, yeah. Not me either. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I appreciate Sanctuary for that element, that it has that kind of magic type feeling. Um, you don't necessarily have mana in this game, but every turn you get crystals. And like the crystals are what allow you to either put out a spell or a ritual or to play an acolyte, which is pretty cool. So yes, yes, that is Sanctuary Keepers era. What game have you been playing? So uh, you guys know that I have been really interested in solo RPGs lately, and I'm going to be making some background noise because I'm going to be reading to you from (laughs) The Broken Cask, which is a solo RPG that I've been playing where there are randomized elements and you are basically running a bar in a fantasy town. And there are different tasks that need to be done. And you're using your staff or yourself to or adventures that you hire to complete certain tasks. Uh, but <laughs> you can choose your own bar type and type of bartender, the type of bartender that you would like to be, or you can randomize it. And I'm a huge fan of randomizing. I think it's hilarious. So my inn name is the Elf and Cauldron. <laughs> it's located underground. It has olive stained birch panels and cushioned furniture and paintings. It's a rumor mill for vagrants, performers, and townsfolk. <laughs> the signature drink is a citrus dill amber ale. Ew. <laughs> yeah, that sounds <laughs> awful. Uh, um, and the meal is a sumac 
bean curd pie. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> the entertainments are drama. It's a hot spot for acting troops. The unique service that we offer is there's a live demon dealing cards in the back. <laughs> An anomaly that we have in our bar is that kegs have to be switched constantly to inf- confuse invisible thieves. And the bar pet is a friendly pet ocelot. <laughs> so that's awesome. That is the bar that was randomized for me. And then my info is that I am Kelfie the Banished. I'm a retired adventurer and I wear a plain tunic and trousers. I'm a half elf and I have the ability to quest instead of a hero, which is a game element. And I am a great collector of exotic pets, which makes sense that I have a friendly pet ocelot. Yes, yes indeed. <laughs> yes. And then I have two staff members right now. Takanos the Slow Coach is my host. <laughs> Who is an elf that only wears scale armor. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and Automo Necro Butcher is the bartender. He's a half orc and he wears clothes with lots of pouches and pockets. Awesome. So, but there are things that happen in your bar that are randomized and then you have to react to them. And so, like, for an example, a day in my bar. The season was summer, and we were experiencing extreme temperatures. The mood was slow, which gives me a negative on rolls for funds. And my staff has gone off to gather materials. But a cooking order comes in, and I have to prep the line. And so the scores, based on how well I do that, hmm. give me can give me a benefit later. It gives you a certain result. So I got a benefit. I, I completed that. And so I got a plus one to cooking rolls for the rest of that session. Hmm. So you play a session until you feel like you've pushed your luck enough because there's definitely like a push your luck element or until something happens that causes the session to end. Like there's certain results, they'll say your session ends. But I mean, I had all sorts of things happening like there are relatives of a staff member that are visiting and you have to deal with them. There are fights breaking out. And then you're constantly improving your staff, adding to your staff, improving the bar, hmm. that sort of thing. And the more things that you do, the more improvements you have, the better results you get later. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I really, really it enjoy out. it. Like, and this is on drive through RPG. So it is the broken cask uh, for anybody who's interested in it. You can play it online or you can get the materials for it online. And I find myself just playing it like a session at night by myself and just giggling because it's it's ridiculous <laughs> and fun and it plays with tropes and they're definitely also like they did a really good job of like riding the line and making it have tense moments too so it's not just silliness it's not just a storytelling rpg so, so a lot of solo rpgs are more journaling games where things happen and you're writing a story about what happened that is not this game you write quick notes but you're actually playing a game. You're rolling more dice than you would hmm. in a standard uh, solo RPG. Hmm. And so, and you have to make choices to benefit your bar, keep your people alive, that sort of thing. Hmm. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I think this one was done really well. The rules, there are a few confusing rules, but the author is really good about answering questions and very responsive. So I've asked a couple questions about like leveling up your characters when they get experience, that sort of thing. And he answered me right away. So hmm. yeah, 
So Very that cool. is Broken Cast. What games are you excited for playing? <laughs> so the one that I'm excited to play. So I, for some reason, have always missed out on the Button Shy games. And I don't know yeah. why. I don't know if I just haven't <laughs> seen them or whatever. But there's quite a few of them, actually, that I'm very interested in. And I know you really like... Um, Ugly uh, Griffin, uh, yeah. Inn, which mm-hmm. is one of their solos. So they have a solo line. They call the Simply Solo Games. And the newest one that they have out that I'm finally going to jump in on is called Unsurmountable. So it's by Scott Alms. And this game, basically, you have... So most of the Button Shy games, if you don't know about them, come in like a pack of like 12 to 20 cards. Like yep. very, they fit in a little plastic wallet thing. Yep. And they're meant to be portable easy to play stick in your back pocket yes yes type games and so i guess we kind of have one i have tussie mussy i don't know if that was button shy i want to say yeah i think it was so maybe i do have one (laughs) Mm -hmm. but unsurmountable is basically you are a mountain climber that has like tackled all of the world's mountains but you are gonna kind of finalize your you know career as a mountain climber with this last unsurmountable mountain And with 17 cards, you're trying to, like, create a pathway to the top, but also get a whole bunch of goals done. And each of the cards have different things that they do once you place them. And it's just, like, this puzzle game of trying to get to the top of the mountain and be successful. Awesome. Yeah, it looks really good. You know, their their motto is that it's light on the rules, but big big play on replayability. And from the looks of it, it really does look like that. And I don't know, I think it just, I have not gotten too much into these little solo games. I mean, I like Unbroken. I'm really excited to play Cristalo, which I'll talk about that in a future podcast. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. It's got difficulty levels you can add to it. There's a little big climb expansion that they're going to add to it. And because I went in on this game, I also went in on the package that included all of their solo games. Oh. <laughs> so I will be getting Ugly Griffin with the expansions and Food Chain Island as oh, well as man. the Unsurmountable. I don't think I have any of the expansions for Ugly Griffin in. Well, you can add them on to this. I if might you, have to jump or talk, in. talk to me because I can probably add them to our pledge too. Okay. So, yeah, yeah but I anyways, have so to do that. <laughs> that's their solo line. So I am, I'm excited to get those and kind of have those. I think the art is funny for Food Chain Island. It's got like yeah. legendary creatures and it makes oh, me cute. giggle. So. Yeah, they are cute. Yeah. But yeah, so that's Unsurmountable. That's a button shy game. This one is put out uh, it's a Scott Alms game, but is being published by Button Shy. Yep. We'll have to trade games at some point. Yeah. Trade solo games. Yeah, that would be good. Mm-hmm. All right. What game are you excited about? I'm excited for a new game called Verdant. Uh, this looks like a very accessible game. It is done by the same design company that did Point Salad, Dollars to Donuts, Fantastic Factories, and Calico. And with the exception of Fantastic Factories, which I think is a little bit more complicated, these games are all very accessible games and and I like those kind of games for when we are playing in between our more complex games or for newer gamers. Verdant is a puzzly spatial game of houseplant collection and care and the art is by Beth Sobel who we love. She did Wingspan, Cascadia, Cascadia, the Herbaceous. I think so in the like cabinet one whatnot whatnot cabinet Mm -hmm. yep it's flat out games and it's gotten a bunch of good reviews already and good design team 
great art. I, I think it'll be interesting. And I really like the idea of like, so you're adding rooms to your house. And then there are different conditions in those rooms. So you have to get plants that meet those conditions. And then you're adding pets to the rooms as well. And there's different leaves and pots and things that you have to collect items that you have to grab. And I'm just really interested in it. I love house plants. And it has like, like Wingspan has the information about birds on the cards. Mm -hmm. This has information about the different plants on the cards, which I think <laughs> cool. is really cute. And of course, I love Beth Sobel's art. So and I love puzzly games. So this looks like one that'll definitely be up my alley. And it's only $29 right now on Kickstarter, which is that's a pretty good deal. It is pretty good. Deal. It's got a lot awesome. of components too. Yes, it mm -hmm. does. It definitely does. So what else have you been up to? School's in session. So just trying to, to get through that. We're navigating another year of uh, kind of chaos, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so not a ton. We have been still working through Jaws of the Lion. So that's been good. We have not played that as much as I would have liked lately, but that's been good. We've been watching Lower Decks is back on for season oh, yeah. two, and I love Lower Decks. So that's been good. We've also been watching Turner and Hooch, and I never watched the original, but Turner and Hooch is pretty good. Um, <laughs> so just kind of a smattering of just like low-key chilling out. But we did get to go last night to a, one of my fellow teachers over pandemic did an awesome thing and she built a giant pizza oven in her backyard That's like so a wood cool. fire pizza oven and it is legit like they use the big sliding paint like the sliders and they stick it back there right on the cement and let it oh my gosh it was so good so we had dessert pizza and all kinds of stuff so that was really fun to kind of get to to see what she did over the the pandemic summer and enjoy some community time back with that and yeah, it was very good. Had some some good drinks <laughs> and some good pizza and yeah, it was great. So that was that was a lot of fun. It was a good break for a weekend just to kind of hang out with people and chat about all kinds of things. So yeah, so that's what I'm up to. What have you been up to? So I took Jordan up on his suggestion to watch Only Murders in the Building, which is Martin Short, Selena Gomez, and Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a series. It's not just a movie, which I, I thought was interesting because I don't know if I don't think Steve Martin has ever been in a TV I series don't think before. So either. Mm -mm. Yeah, and uh, I love Steve Martin. Mm -hmm. I really do. Although his physical comedy, I cannot handle. I think we've no, talked about. Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. I just, it's, it, I like. It's, what is it? Secondhand embarrassment. Like, I oh just, yeah, I cannot no. handle. I get so uncomfortable. It's bad. No, I don't like that either. <laughs> I don't like that either. Like um, house guest, I think. Oh, God, oh yeah. I can't handle it. Yeah, I love his banjo playing. Yes. I, I'm a big fan of the banjo. Yes. Because, you know, and he is, he's one of the premier banjo players in the world, in like in yeah. the United States. And his, yeah. this is a side note, but like if you look up some of his band stuff, it's real weird, but it's really good. It's like, very the videos good. are really weird, but, the, <laughs> but it's really good. <laughs> yeah, I really like banjo music, which I mean, you know, in case I wasn't nerdy enough. <laughs> You know, I'm also really into <laughs> folk music. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it because it's very tongue in cheek. It's a very like pokes fun at like the whole true crime fandom. Mm -hmm. And 
how like all the people who are involved uh, all have their own secrets that they keep from each other. It's a way more about so some something happens in their building. And I won't spoil anything for anybody. And they decide that they're going to get all involved in the business of this crime that occurred and or what they think yes. occurred. They're, they're all true crime podcast junkies. Yeah. 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 And so uh, their conclusions for things and they decide that they're going to start their own podcast, which is <laughs> so funny. And it's just, it's funny all the way through. It's touching. Mm-hmm. There's some very interesting, like surrealist Mm-hmm. like surrealism pieces that are thrown in which at first i was like oh i don't know if i like that but actually i really do i i don't know um it's odd but it fits yeah yeah it's very steve martin very um and i i just like the camera effects and mm-hmm. i just i'm really enjoying it like way more than i thought i would to the point where this is one i actually don't want to binge i want to take my time to watch it mm-hmm. you know so yeah so only murders in the building and of course, long time listeners will know that I am all about my murder stories. <laughs> um, I'm a big true crime aficionado myself, and I can make fun of myself. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's creepy and weird. And but yeah, it's it's nice to see like, the light side of like yeah. poking fun at true crime. Although we had some hit close to home up here. Last week, we had and this poor guy, so it's it's a little far north of where I teach, and there was an SUV found in the middle of a cornfield with four people dead in it. And this poor farmer was basically combining and ran across <sighs> this. And this not the first time there was something else that happened in that same field. So we were all kind of joking, like, I think it might be time to sell that field. Yeah. <laughs> it might be no somebody kidding. else's problem now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had some strike a little close to home, but it sounds like they made at least one arrest. Um, is definitely we're a very small town up in this area. Yeah, so for something yeah. like that to happen was a very big deal. And so Yeah. Yeah. I know, like I always think about starting another podcast, like I have enough time for that, right? <laughs> uh, where I just talk about like local Wisconsin mm-hmm. crime. But I think there's already one. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I'll just keep listening to murder, I guess. That and I don't know. Like, I always think that that would be a good idea. But I think if I'm actually having to research and report on the crime, that Mm -hmm. would affect me a lot. Yeah. You know, like. It would be hard. Yeah. There's even some true crime cases that I'm like, oof, I can't listen to that. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. Well. Uh, on that note, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the you know, more murder is fine. <laughs> but I think that's I think that's all we've got this week for our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Please feel free to contact us on Facebook or at our email, friendlylgpmail at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or ideas for future shows, we've got some things hopefully coming up as well. Uh, but thank you for listening. We hope you are all safe and well, finding an excuse to play more games and be kind to one another. Thank you again for listening to Friendly local game pod. Bye everybody.